0: Welcome to Foodie with a Life or FWAL as I like to call it. I'm Christina Conrad. This podcast is not about doing more. It's about grinding less so that we can be more present in our lives. Foodie with a Life is about quality of life, fueling your body to truly feel nurtured, taking care of yourself, tuning into mindfulness, eating real food, doing activities that gives you energy, surrounding yourself with people who make you feel like the best version of you and taking time to rest. We'll explore topics of food, of course, helping kiddos eat new foods, this is helpful, getting dinner on the table, how many planning will change your life, and above all else, being more present. Hint, it starts with one big deep breath. Thanks so much for being here. Let's dig in. This podcast episode is sponsored by the Seasonal Recipe Bundle, Wish your foodie godmother would swoop in each season with healthy, feel-good recipes that are totally doable. Subscribe to the Seasonal Recipe Bundle, or the SRB, and you'll receive six recipes each season to keep you inspired and your family excited for dinner. Subscribe today by clicking on the link in episode notes or on foodiewithalife.com in the shop. And thanks. Hey, welcome back to Foodie with a Life, the podcast. I'm super excited you're here. Okay, so today is all about how to build a better soup. Uh, The weather's cold. Um, I find that, you know, as the kind of like that January, February time hits, man, I am just feeling like so blah. I would just love to be anywhere warm and sunny. Um, And if you are somewhere warm and sunny, enjoy it. (laughs) Because it's, oh man. Uh, I'm in Seattle and it is cold uh, and windy and rainy and dark, not to be depressing, but uh, I definitely miss some sunshine. So anyways, all that to say, I need something and my family needs something from a food perspective that warms our bones from the inside out. And I just think soup fits the bill. So today, as I said, is all about how to build a better soup. Um... If you are still using canned soup or boxed soup we are going to revolutionize the way you cook your dinner and then I'm also gonna try and convince you um, maybe not try and convince but um, I'm gonna make the case for why making a batch of soup on the weekend will save you a boatload of time during the week okay So this is kind of like uh, me dumping my brain out for you. Um, I'm going to walk through it uh, kind of from the beginning to the end about how to make it going from like equipment to how to make it a meal. And then I'll leave you um, some kind of key topics in the episode notes if you're interested. All right, let's do it. So this week is all about building a better soup. Um, Let's start with the equipment. So I have, and let's level set. Um, My household is three people, my husband, myself, and my daughter. Um, If you have five people at the table, uh, you're going to need to adjust sizing so that it'll feed more people. Um, But my, like, where I'm starting from is, like, our household that needs to feed three-ish people for multiple meals throughout the week. So I love, I start with my Lodge, I think it's a six quart Dutch oven. Um, this thing is amazing. It was not super expensive. I think it was like under $100. And um, it is on my stove from like as soon as fall feel like it really hits. So October through March. Um, it is like well worn and it's just I feel like it makes the best soup. Like I've I've made soup in other vehicles, and it just it's just never quite as good. So uh, making the case for a good Dutch oven with a tight fitting lid. Okay, so the next thing is when you're when you're going to make your soup. And we're talking about building a better soup here. So when you think about what your soup is going to look like in the end, um, meaning is it going to be pureed? partially pureed or are you going to have it be brothy with like little chopped up vegetables? And I say that because if it's going to be pureed, then how you chop your ingredients isn't really going to matter. So like I had a friend who was making this um, pureed butternut squash soup and we went on a walk and she's like, oh, I got to go home um, and finish chopping up the vegetables for that soup. And I was like, just so you know. Um, cause she was a, she was a client for my menu plan. Um, and I was like, Hey, just so you know, you don't have to do like a really intricate chop on that. You're going to puree it at the end. You just, you're going to cook the heck out of it. So just like give it a rough chop and throw it in the pot. She was like, Oh, that's amazing. Cause now, cause she was like doing this, you know, making sure everything was the same size and being like kind of intricate about it. Now, if you're going to puree it at the end, get like, cut it up and. I'm gonna say enough. I know that's really vague, but just basically get it in the pot. Like it needs some sides to brown, to brown, and then you're golden. So, um, so think about what your soup is gonna look like in the end. Of course, you can pivot um, from like doing thinking it's gonna to be totally pureed to like kind of pureed, depending on um, how you cut up your vegetables, but. Um, if you know it's going to be a period soup, like don't kill yourself on making sure everything's super uniform. All right, let's talk about the base of your soup. So I think about soup um, like any dish where you're kind of building the flavors. So the base of your soup, you want something kind of like earthy and umami, um, and things that you can use to build a base. So to like kind of start your um your soup cooking or like making sure that you add this to your soup you can add a little bit of miso you can add a little bit of anchovy um you can add a parmesan rind i mean parmesan rind and anchovy basically go into every single soup i make um, you won't even necessarily taste it but it just adds and like builds the flavor add tomato paste. If you add tomato paste, I really like to saute the tomato paste in a little bit of olive oil, kind of get it a little bit caramelized um, versus just like squirting it in once it's all brothy. So something to think about there. Uh, Okay, so that's your base. Then let's talk about the broth. So spoiler alert, I pretty much never buy boxed or canned pre-made broth. Really... I'm gonna say like I mean the question is why but I don't like that it has extra salt even the stuff that has extra salt I don't know maybe I'm just lazy I just I just, I just don't do it I mean there's no other answer my husband will get um really motivated like once a year and make a huge stockpile of broth of, like chicken broth or vegetable broth or something he's kind of in charge of that and then I'll just use that throughout the year. That said, when I run out of it, I just use water. And there's a couple little tips I do. So let's say, let's, let's assume that I do not have any of his delicious homemade broth. I save the cooking liquid if I'm making um, dried beans. So if I'm cooking up dried beans, um I'll save the cooking liquid for that. It's kind of starchy. It's got some viscosity to it. Um it probably also has a little bit of flavor. Maybe I've thrown in a peppercorn or a parmesan rind. All that's good. So save that. I've also heard of people saving um I think it's called aquafaba, but it's the it's the bean liquid from canned beans. I've heard of people saving that and using that for broth. Um Let's say, so you can use any of those things. You can also, I probably wouldn't use all aquafaba. and i would I would definitely cut it with some water. So, um so for example, let's like let's build a pretend soup here. So let's make I just made this the other week, um, an apple and carrot soup. This kind of started as, we had a bunch of carrots and I had an apple that was pretty mealy and I'm pretty picky when it comes to apples. So I'll definitely throw that kind of stuff in a soup. Um, so let's like, let's walk through me making that soup. So I gave everything just a like super rough chop. Um, I peeled the carrots and I peeled the apple. I threw it in my Dutch oven with some olive oil. Um, for my base, I threw in a Parmesan rind. I put in some anchovy and, uh, Kind of sauteed everything together i love like a wooden spoon <laughs> i don't know why but it just it just like sets the tone for me so i have my dutch oven my red dutch oven a wooden spoon some olive oil not a lot like two tablespoons and an apple and two pounds of um carrots and then an onion i think i had a piece of celery in the fridge it's kind of like the great place for all of these things to just like find a home um for the broth i had a little bit of cooking liquid from making these like lentils and farro that i had frozen so i added that in it was probably a cup and then the rest i did with water so to make it flavorful i added some herbs so fresh herbs so for this one i did um some fresh some sprigs of fresh thyme I did dried uh, dried bay leaf from the pantry and then I also had some dried sage in the pantry I gave it a pinch of dried sage Um, and then I put the lid on brought it up to a boil and then once it was boiling put the lid uh, partially covering like I'm gonna say like two-thirds of the way if not a little bit more covering and dropped it down to a simmer and just let it cook on my stove for 40 minutes. So this is all vegetables there wasn't anything that i you know it's not like i had chicken or something where i knew i had to cook that um i was really just wanting to cook down the vegetables so that they were super duper soft like kind of almost falling apart and you can add more water if it's starting to look like dry or um you know if you're using broth add more broth no big deal okay so that takes us through herbs herbs are super important those are going to help build flavors in ways um, that are going to be different than something like a miso. So it's going to be a little bit brighter. If you're using fresh herbs, it's going to be a brighter taste than if you're using dried herbs. It doesn't matter. Like there's no good or bad here. It's just, um, I mean, for me, it's really just like what I have and what's going to make sense for the soup. So next, let's talk about ways to make the soup kind of pop. So sometimes, you know, you might, even if you're like cooking a dish or roasting vegetables or, you know, making soup, you might try something and go like, "Uh, it's, it's fine, but it's just kind of missing something. I don't know what that is. I call that making it pop. And typically what that is is some type of acid. So it just adds that little brightness on top that like, kind of sits above everything else and kind of like dances on your tongue a little bit. So ways that you can add a little bit of acid if you want into a um, into a soup are going to be white wine. Um, I have found this is also, soup is a great home for the white wine that you don't wanna drink. So I personally don't like sweet white wines. And um, some, I think we had someone over and they brought you know a wine that they liked and i think i bought a bottle that i didn't like and we just had it left over and i wasn't going to drink it my husband wasn't going to drink it i just put it in the soup and it is a perfect home for any of those white wines that you you don't want to drink you can do rosé red wine has a home for sure but i i just think white wine has just enough brightness that it doesn't like weigh it down so you could also do at the, after cooking, you can do just a pop of vinegar, just like a tiny drizzle of vinegar, that'll help to brighten it up. Um, good olive oil that's really robust and fruity, that'll do it. I love drizzling just a teeny bit of good olive oil uh, to serve soup. And then lemon or lime, depending on what your flavor profile is, that can definitely do it too. You can also use the zest, that can do it too. So. We're just kind of talking through a bunch of different things you can add. I just want to get your brain churning about like, how do I put this all together um, with likely things that you already have? So my advice when it comes to soup in general is make it veggie forward. Soup is a great place to eat a ton of vegetables. Um, it's a great place to kind of put anything, any stragglers from your produce drawer that you don't have a plan for, or it's just like one or two celery stalks or a mealy apple, like things that you don't, ideally you don't throw them away, but you kind of like don't want to really eat them. It's a great place to, uh, to, for those things to find a home. Okay. Let's talk about accessories. So when we think about eating soup for multiple days, (laughs) some people's eyes are rolling, going, I I need something different. Like, I don't want to eat the same thing for lunch three days, four days in a row. Or um, if I had this for lunch today, I don't want to have it for for dinner tomorrow. I totally get that. So let's talk about ways to accessorize. So let's keep with the carrot soup example. Here's a couple ways that I accessorize this soup. It was all really low lift. It's all things I already had, but I was just kind of mixing, doing teeny tweaks so I could mix it up. So I felt interested and my family felt interested. So one day I pulled um, some thyme from our garden and just did a few fresh thyme leaves. And as I said, a drizzle of some really good extra virgin olive oil, sorry, extra virgin olive oil. The next day I might do, if I was tired of that or like wanted my daughter to maybe feel like it was a little different, um, I had some toasted homemade breadcrumbs in the freezer and I just did a little bit of toasted breadcrumbs, just literally pulled them from the freezer. You can throw them in a little cast iron pan for a second and just toast them, warm them up again and then put them on your soup. And then you can do uh, a little grate of Parmesan cheese. That was an absolute hit. Like, I, my daughter and I sat down for lunch the other day and I did that to my soup and I just had hers plain. And she's like, Mama, what do you have? And then just crawled on top of my lap, took my spoon and ate ate all of my soup. So, um, <laughs> uh, two, probably there's probably two lessons in there. One of which is, uh, God, just give your kids what you're eating and, um, like kind of makes your life more simple you don't have to like make a special one for them sometimes sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't of course but um yeah like i don't know why i made mine different i should have just made her that she loves all those things um and gosh just the power of having a couple little accessories in your freezer will go a really long way like homemade toasted breadcrumbs okay so another way you could dress it up um a just a teeny drizzle of a really good balsamic vinegar or balsamic glaze that and again that'll that touches on like your make it pop idea and then um this was a cool one so add in any leftovers so um if if it makes sense I'm gonna like preface it with that if it makes sense if like the textures make sense so like I made a soup that was similar it was it had bunch of carrots, but also had some potatoes, but I left it like brothy. So the vegetables were kind of falling apart. It was like a little bit thick from that, but it was more brothy and like chunky vegetables. I had some roasted, veg, some roasted butternut squash in my fridge. So like as the week went on, my soup was dwindling, but when I would reheat it, I would add a little bit of water to it. And then, um, I added in some roasted butternut squash that I had in the fridge and it just kind of again it just felt new um it had added different layers of flavor and um it just like kept it interesting for me and i was just continued to eat so many vegetables that made me feel great Um, and i wasn't really doing any more work i was just like remixing things um and then let's talk about making it a meal so and this is going to get us into why making a batch of soup on the weekend will save you so much time during the week i probably make a batch of soup again once my dutch oven's on the stove (laughs) i probably make a batch of soup every single week Uh, i will freeze say one or two portions so that goes into my freezer so i can have that for lunch when i'm needing it or if my husband gets home late one day or whatever he can have that so Go ahead and save a portion, one portion straight away. And then throughout the week, all you need are a couple accessories to make it a meal. And again, like keeping it, keeping it different as we just talked about and how to accessorize it doesn't have to be a big lift. It's just a little, like little tweaks, little remixes to something that you've already put the work into. So ways to make it a meal. Um, it also, let me back up making a pot of soup on the weekend means you made everything you made everything in one pot you washed it and then to reheat you're just using one smaller pot to reheat your soup i know this is simple but um it's super minimal on dishes so again like it's saving you a ton of time during the week because you're eating something that makes you feel good has a ton of vegetables it doesn't have a bunch of salt it doesn't have any like additives doesn't have any preservatives like this is all good real food that you want to eat and then it hardly has any dishes and then you can just dress it up with a couple extra things to make it a heartier meal so making it a meal you can do grilled chicken sausages so what I'll do is I'll put a couple chicken sausages either pre-cooked or not um, in a cast iron pan and then I'll put the soup on the stove and by the time the chicken sausages are done cooking the table is set the soup is warm, like I maybe threw a little bit of bread either in the toaster or in the oven, and we have a full meal. And then to clean up, there's like the pot that you warmed up the soup and the cast iron pan, and that's it, and then like, you know, whatever minimal dishes you used. It's super, super easy cleanup. Um, Other ways you can make it a meal, like I said, like good artisan bread, that goes a long way, (laughs) Um, a cheese quesadilla. Alongside, I mean, who doesn't love that? Also, hello, grilled cheese. Who doesn't love that? Um, you can do it with roasted fish. You could also do it with um a rotisserie chicken from the grocery store. Doesn't have to be anything super elaborate. Um and like, you know, if you're short on time, stopping by the grocery store, picking up a rotisserie chicken and bringing it home, um, pulling it apart, you have like a warm, beautiful chicken you have. Uh, a homemade soup and maybe a little bit of bread on the side, and it's like this feeds your soul. So I hope all this was really helpful. Um, drop me a comment if you have any questions. I love answering your questions. Um, you can reference more of the information about Foodie with a Life on Foodiewithalife.com, and I hope you have a great day. Okay, thanks so much. We'll end today with a brief meditation. And if you're driving or walking <laughs> or just somewhere where you can't uh, close your eyes, that's perfectly fine. Um, and if you are somewhere where you can close your eyes, I would encourage you to do so. So take a deep breath in through the nose and exhale through the mouth. If you can, drop your eyes closed, roll the shoulders up, back. And down I want you to feel just the slightest opening of the front of the chest so kind of bringing the shoulder blades slightly together and then I want you to bring your awareness to your hands whether they're resting in your lap on your desk on the steering wheel Bring all your awareness into the palms of your hands and then to left pinky, left ring finger, middle finger, left pointer finger, left thumb. Feel for the full range of the left hand. And bring your awareness to the right pinky, ring finger, middle finger, pointer finger, and thumb. Feel the palm of the right hand. Stretch both hands wide and open. Like you're waking your hands up for the first time for the day. And as you exhale, relax the hands. If your eyes are closed, Go ahead and open them slowly. Take another exhale. Notice the first thing you see. No judgment, just really see it. And then allow your gaze to soften and feel more normal. thank you so much for being with me today i hope our conversation allows you to take back a bit of your time so you can have more space more breathing room more energy have a great day